This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. On to football, when, when your squad has so many qualities like it does, do people overlook the fact that patience is important? You found a way against Aston Villa twice. I'm just wondering whether patience will stand you in good stead for the last five games of the season in finding ways in those games to win those games. Look, it's always important in football, um, but um, you still have to create, try to create. It's just more, it's more a mindset than a real, real something what you see on on, on the pitch because the the, the situations you have to create, they're always, they need to be lively, they need to be fluid and all that stuff. So yeah, but patience is important. You cannot, it's pretty rare that you can win in the first minute. It's much more likely you can win in the last minute. Um, So, and that's, that's not new to us. But uh, the Aston Villa game had well, um, really was difficult. Like a lot of games are difficult in the league, but you cannot compare the games now with with the other games. So we play now um, Brighton, uh, where I'm not 100% sure if they still fight for staying in the league or if they feel already secure, which um, it's possible as well. Probably they know they need a few more points, um, but maybe not. Uh, they are a really good football team. For example, they play play different. They um, I really think what they did. Um, over the last year is, is incredible um, in a, with a team like Brighton who was who was in relegation battle last year uh, implementing a new style really going to yeah evolving a proper football style um, and that that's really that's um, that's interesting who is doing a really good job there my colleague and um, uh, but now and since the lockdown they changed the approach a little bit they went a bit more for results you could see that against norwich maybe it's not a perfect example um but um i think norwich had more possession in that game which is unlikely um for brighton maybe since the lockdown not so much so we don't know exactly what we what we will face um a team in a good run um and pretty much full of confidence about the results they had since the lockdown um we need to be ready for that after that burnley always difficult after that Arsenal fighting for Europe for sure um, and after that Chelsea fighting for Champions League <laughs> and um, so and then all, um, um, last match Newcastle probably fighting for nothing anymore but um, still the last home game so all different and a lot of things we need always one of these things is being patient but it's not something I ask uh, for before the game because um, we will find out how much how patient we need to be First and foremost, I want us to be lively. I want us to be active. I want us to be um, creative. Um, and I want us to be really solid, um, especially in protecting the counterattacks, because whatever setup Brighton will choose, and they, they change, they used to change a lot for a specific opponent system wise. So against us, I think when we played here, it was kind of a 4 3 2 1. Um, maybe they play that again, but we have only two days time, so we cannot prepare for all the different systems. So mo- most of the uh, most of the things the boys have to learn on the pitch and then use our our principles, our our patterns, and um, hopefully it will work out. I asked you about the kind of Zoom press conferences, and I was joking, but have you enjoyed the challenge that this kind of period has presented in, in doing things differently? Whether it's the compressed amount of games, I know that's difficult with keeping players fit and fresh. Have you enjoyed the challenge of doing something different, albeit this is a one-off situation? I hope it's a one-off situation, but I, I, I'm not. Uh, I didn't think about the, the, the changes. We thought a lot about the changes before we started, but since, since we started, we didn't think about it. We, we take it like this. I'm, I'm really, really happy uh, that we could 
uh, are allowed now to use dressing rooms again, even social distancing all clear, but we have the boys can change inside with the weather we have now during the lockdown, the weather was brilliant. Now it would be really strange if they have to change in a tent or in a car or whatever. So I, I'm looking forward to the time when it will be um, as it was before um, all the things started to happen. And um, yeah, now it's okay, but it was really good before. So I'm really happy when we can do it um, again, like we were used to do it. And just on that, and the final one for me, the, the, the drinks break debate, if you like, with, with it raining and being cold, maybe not the necessity to have it, but, but is it like coaching now in four quarters? Because there are benefits to getting your players together and, and talking the, the game through as well as having a drink, aren't there? Look, it's, it's, a, very, it's a very good idea. And it's, it's a, if you look, I don't know, Tour de France or whatever, the, the, the guys on a the cycle, they don't only have, use their drinks when, they, when, when it's sunny outside. So they use that because the body needs it. So that's a, there are two different things. Sweating is not the only, and makes it not, it's not the only thing that makes it necessary to, to drink. Um, and um, so I, I like it. It's from a sports science point of view, really, really good. It, it helps. So I understand that you, we, we, uh, that you people think we don't need it when it's on 40 degree outside. Um, but I, I don't think it will be like this after uh, for the next season. Maybe. I don't know exactly how it will be. We have a short preseason only if we have a preseason, if we get finally a date when we can start again. Um, that's that's all clear, but it's it's really good and it's for the players and it's not for the coaches that we can speak. We use the time, of course, but I said it before. Until the boys are on my on in my area where I wait for them, they're already the first 20 seconds are over. Then they really drink, and then I have maybe 10 seconds to say a few words. So that's not coaching. It's not that you change systems in that time and and, and stuff like this um, properly. And um, that's why I like it for the players. It's really good. Um, but we, it's new for us, and so maybe some people still need to get used to it. But it's um, completely okay for me that it's now that we do it now. And if then somebody decides after that we will not, never do it again, or only when it's really hot outside, then it's like this, no problem. Thank you, Jurgen. Thanks a lot. James, uh, Simon Crutchley, please. Hiya, Jurgen. Um, I know you spoke to our written friends about uh, medals for your squad uh, before the last game, and I know that the wider family, as it were, at the football club that we don't talk about are equally as important. I'm thinking people like uh, Mona or Liam Graham or, or Paul or all the, the backroom guys that I think you said once that, that do the little things that make the big difference. I'm not sure they're little. I'm not sure they're little. They're not in public, but they are, they are massive. If people didn't have Mona and Emma during the lockdown, um, I'm pretty sure um, the majority of our players would have died of starving because we, it, it's, it's difficult to, 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 to organize it from, from one day to the other. The things were all different for all of us, but um, being really famous out there and going out for grocery shopping and stuff like this, that would have been really difficult. If, if Corny, Andreas Kornmeyer wouldn't have done the job he did, then the players would have come back and all of them would have had five kilo more um, and stuff like this. So it was not, no, not that there are no little things in this process, to be honest. There are only things which we see in public and things we don't see in public, but we, we appreciate that all exactly in the, in the same manner. So, um, I'm not sure if that's that's I, I never I never understood that, but um, 100% how why people make it make a make a like a, a cut who gets a medal and who gets not a medal, but the medal actually you get here, 
and maybe here it's not so important if you really have it in the end it's because you don't look at it every day um, it's much more important that you are involved and that, that we show um, the appreciation and respect we have for all for all the the, 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 the people who are involved in that process and so it's it's not important but for, for a player for example maybe it's more important than for other people who are involved in it we will find a way to show how much we appreciate what everybody has done and um, if there's a medal needed for it then maybe create our own one but we will never forget it anyway so all good and I just a thought of the club's future this week it seems a little bit more secure with the contracts that Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott put pen to paper to I'm just wondering about that bigger picture of how the future looks for Liverpool now good but I, that depends on how you see the future. So um, it, it's a situation. What is the what is the future? We don't. I, I think there, in my life there was never a, a period when I knew lesser about the future, about my future. I pretty often didn't know exactly how it will be. But uh, the future of all of us, I think that's the first time that I, that nobody knows exactly. So um, we cannot cut that off the the, the general situation. The general situation uh, is that we are all waiting finally for a vaccine um, against this um, awful disease and um, uh, that that that's the future of all of us and and as a football club we are not worried about the future though so we have we, we have a good team and we have um, fantastic um, it's anyway a good age group but the future is is already prepared with uh, with a few really really good footballers around us and I'm really happy that the boys see it the same way because I said it a lot of times that for for young players, um, the biggest, the biggest plus they have is time, but in a moment when they lose patience, things can go not exactly like they should go. And our boys want to play, want to be involved, see every day in training that they are really close, but are not um, yet uh, didn't lose patience that it's not working out tomorrow and playing 90 minutes every three days or stuff like that. So we try to help them as much as we can to become the best player they can be. That's what we do with all the players, but with the younger younger ones, is the responsibility on our side is obviously even, even bigger. So, and that's why I really like that these boys um, committed 100% to that way and um, it's a wonderful sign for all of us. And I always said that the, 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 the next few are already lined up if you want, they are really, um, yeah, the, our academy is, is producing a lot of good players in the last few years. And uh, we are really happy that the boys um, want to be part of that process, even when it's then the first time in their life that they don't play week in and week out, but they have a lot to learn and we give them the time to do. So that's it. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Juliet Farrington next, and then we've got Mike Hughes with Juliet. Because, Jürgen, you give the younger players the opportunities that you have done, but when you look at other Premier League teams, I mean, maybe it won't be always like this for Liverpool. Will it always be possible to um, have a local player in a Premier League squad, do you think? I don't know. I don't know if it always would be possible, to be honest. Um, I think it's a bit easier to to refuse um, for the London clubs <laughs> because um, I'm not sure exactly if you have to come from Chelsea directly to be a, a, a local lad or whatever, or if it's allowed that you are from I don't know what is far away another part of London and it's still local. Um, but we try, we try. What we want to be, what we want to be, we want to be the spot 
for everybody with a scouse soul where he wants to play. So that's how it is. It's not a competition with Everton or whatever that you can do one or the other. But we want to be, of course, um, if you if you love football, if you if, um, if you are talented, if you are ready to work hard, then we want want you to be here. But for that, we need to show the boys that there's a way through. Um, Maybe not for the kids, the very young ones. There's enough that we have a nice shirt, but then, um, and that we are Liverpool. But then, if they go get older, then we then we have to show perspectives, and that's what that's our responsibility. And so it's really nice that the boys are now so so close to it. That um, Trent made it. That all the, that the three others are really close to get through. That's important. That's important sign for all the other kids around. This is a club where you can have pretty much everything. You can. Have, you can play together with world-class players. Um, you can train together with them, and you can make sure that you that you improve as much as you can. And then um, you are, the club is ready to give you the chance. So that's a very important message. If that will be always the case, that depends to the boys. Obviously, we cannot we cannot create a football player with if the football player um, is not ready for it. But um, if you are a talented boy and have the desire to improve, the door is really wide open. Um, I think we're up to Mike Hughes. Mike, uh, a couple of questions. Hi, Jürgen. Uh, to continue with the younger players, uh, a goal for Curtis Jones on Sunday. Um, he signed a new contract. Um, Harvey Elliott signed a new contract. What's pleased you most about their progress this season? And would you expect, if this progress is to continue, to, to see them get more game time in the Premier League next season? That's always a plan. That's always a plan. It's, it's about, yeah. One is education. The other one is then showing that education works. It means training works and that they, that they are ready because we only have the boys here, not because they are nice, humble, good looking, whatever. They are here because um, we want to, we want to, in a moment, mainly they get the benefit from what we do for them. But that's a fair deal because at the end, we get a bit of benefit from what they are doing. So that's how it is. And um, that's how you. How you do it with your kids and all that stuff, and that's how I do it with the players. And um, so, what pleased me most about it is that the boys are so so humble and so hardworking. So, and in this really in that age group, and perfect the, the perfect scenario is really that we have these um, role model professionals around, these slightly elder guys who, yeah, who just show how you have to be if you want to make your way. So that's how it is. And if the boys follow this path the, the, with the talent they have. Uh, it's pretty likely that they will have a proper career. So that's good news. We need luck, injury-wise, stuff like this. Uh, but um, here we will always try to use them as often as possible because the dream is have all boys in. But it will not happen now in the next five years, but maybe in 10 years. It would be great if we could um, have a, a team full of scousers. Why not? Because it's, uh, that's not a bad thing to be a scouser. It's a good thing because they're hardworking, stuff like this. It's anyway clear that they will fight like crazy and all that stuff. So a few things are really nice already. If you the characteristic of a scout, so good. But the door is open as well for all the other boys who want to play football. Good football in Liverpool is a very very open-minded club. So it must not be ten scouts, but if they are wrong, no problem with that. Nathaniel Klein has recently left the club. His contract was up. Um, the progress that, that Nico Williams has made uh, over the past 12, 18 months, does that mean essentially he now becomes, uh, you, you know, the, the, the guy that's pushing Trent Alexander-Arnold in, in that right-back position? And does it also mean that, it, you know, 
that progress means that Liverpool aren't going to have to go out and spend an awful lot of money at a time of, of real financial uncertainty in the game. That's about, it's about the boys. It's always like this. There's always a picture now. And yes, Nico, Nico made exactly the same steps like, like Harvey and Curtis, for example. Nico's a bit lucky now that the position of a fullback situation is like um, we have actually two plus Nico three plus Millie and Joey can play and stuff like this. But it's, it's just it's a little bit easier to, 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 to have minutes in a very, very intense time than it is, for example, for Harvey. So, but it's not just me that Harvey doesn't make big steps. It's unbelievable. And uh, really, he's still 17. It's unbelievable uh, how good he is. So that's all fine. But timing is always important in life. Um, and now, whatever, whatever you can create by yourself, whatever you can, we can produce together by ourselves, the better it is because it saves money, of course, it would clear. Um, but on the other side, um, these boys, um, yeah, need time, but we will use them as often as possible. That's, that's, the, that's the plan with them. And, Whatever we can save out there in the crazy world of transfer markets um, is good. So of course, but the boys have to commit. So I really think that, I really think that's why I'm so happy about the two the two contracts. Um, there would there, there is always an easier way if you want. So you can either way um, make sure that you are now in the best place means playing week in week out, or that you prepare your career. And we are here for preparing careers and until. The moment is there where the boys can play week in and week out. And as I said, as long as the boys are committed to that way, it's all, it will be good. It will be really good for them. I think we have proven that in the past. And, and I proved probably at Dortmund and now here at Liverpool since we're here. Uh, it's not about how old you are. It's not about um, who you are. It's only about how good you are. And then you will play. Fantastic. We've got James from TalkSport, then Carl Markham. And as it stands, that's all I've got for the Open, unless someone uses the hands-up feature. And then we'll go to the uh, environment section. So James, next talks about. Hi, Jürgen. Jürgen, you mentioned there that Grand Pottery is trying to completely change the style of play and make them more attractive to watch whilst also achieving results. How difficult is it to develop a particular playing style whilst getting the results at the same time? Yeah, biggest challenge in, in, a, in a manager's life, especially when you, that's, all, that's why I said, um, I, if I want to percent sure, Brighton, Stayed in the league pretty late last year, right? Probably last match day or so. So it was a tight, tight one, a really difficult one. And then coming in, and you, I saw it was impressive. So from the first match day, I thought, oh, Brighton, uh, they they changed a, a couple of things. But again, then maybe the results, especially in the later period uh, after December, maybe I'm not 100 sure the results were not as good as as they as they should be to stay comfortably in the league. So after after lockdown, you, you saw they, they, they changed the approach slightly, but they had other opponents as well. So I think they played Arsenal United and stuff like this. So it's not that easy. But um, yeah, it's the biggest challenge in, in life of a football manager to implement your ideas um, while you have to produce results. Um, that's it, because nobody waits nowadays um, for, for the results. Everybody wants to see the result immediately. So a um, lot of respect for um, Graham, what he's doing there. Okay, last one in the open is going to be from James Pierce. James, before you start, the guys who are from the UK national papers for the embargo section want to let me know if you want to ask a question, we'll come to you after this. So, uh, James Pierce for the last question of the open. Hi, Jürgen. Um, I just wanted to ask you about Rian Brewster. Um, he scored again for Swansea on the weekend. I think that's seven goals now he's, he's got during his spell there. How much 
do you feel as if he's benefiting from playing regular first team football and where do you see him in terms of the plan for next season in terms of loaning him out again or do you see him having a role to play for Liverpool? No, oh, but the plans with, with Rian, we, we talked to Rian and, and not here and um, there's nothing to say about really but um, yes, it was unbelievably important and I was really happy that we had the opportunity to do so not only that he if you want to place his first proper senior year, he had an awful injury, and so he needed really long time. That's why we said immediately when he's coming, when he came back, it makes no not sense to to be here, striker two, three, whatever. Sometimes yes in the squad, sometimes not. Mm -hmm. So it was clear his situation is different to a lot of other situations in, from the boys in the club, and he was really happy that he could go to his former coach who knew him from the huge seventies, I think, um, uh, or whatever. What? U19s, yeah, from the youth national teams, um, and that helped a lot. And they, were, they really wanted him, and that is very important for a young striker because you cannot score every week, and you still should stay on the pitch. And it happened now at Swansea, so play a good season, and 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 Rian shows absolutely his talent. So that's clear. So it's for, in a moment nearly perfect um, how it is, but how it will be exactly next year, we will we will talk about with him and um, his representatives probably. Fantastic. And my humble apologies to for forgetting the unforgettable Carl Markham in the open. Apologies, Carl. You were covered by the uh, participants bar. So, Carl Markham's finished the open. Hi, Jürgen. Um, we seem to have spoken a lot today about the development of, of the younger players. I'm just wanting to talk to you about the development of one of your senior players in, in Sadio Mane, who's now 20 goals a season for the third successive season. Uh, I just wondered what you could sort of talk to us about, about his progress he's made. Look, in the last three years, roundabout, I'm not sure exactly how long, but um, this team made progress, made, made massive steps. Yes, it's nice to talk about the young players, but to be honest, the difference made all the other players. So they brought us in a situation where we are in. So, and it only worked because the other, no other team sleeps. It only worked because we made each year big steps. And Sadio is a very, very good example for that. Um, I remember this unbelievable talented boy we, 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 we took from or could get from Southampton. It was um, really outstanding skill-wise, but little lack of consistency, if you want. It was not that. That's why probably a lot of people thought, really, um, so, much, so much money. If you, if you watch the wrong game, then maybe people thought, well, I'm not sure he's worth it. We were 100% sure about him, but. Yeah, but consistency was the was the key was the key and absolutely now he is he what what he's doing now how he performs on, on the consistent the, the level he's performs is unbelievable and um yeah helps us massively <laughs> he's, a, he's a complete player and so offensively defensively he works hard um he gives uh, us death because he is really quick he's in between the lines so i could pretty much write the same book about Pretty much all the other players as well, but Sadio made real steps, especially. But that's normal. He came as a young boy here, and he, and he, 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 he grew up, he matured here. That's normal. It's, that's the, the time of his career where it was clear that it will happen. And um, we were lucky enough to be around while that happened. And um, for sure, a few things we did with uh, we did from a tactical point of view, they helped the boys as well because it's close to their nature, so they don't have to act. They just can be themselves and, and, and play the football they, they, they are best in, actually. And that, that helps, of course. And um, that, yeah, Sadio is a good example for, the, for the, the, the improvement of the whole squad because he's obviously, 
improved a lot in the last few years and from a very high level already. So becoming a really, really good player. Well, now he's a world-class player, no doubt about that. Um, and is a winner on top of that. So that's all cool. Great to have him here. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.